In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Hallelujah. We're expectant um, and we're believing God that Prophetess Sharon Stone will have some time to minister today. And um, um, I'm not sure most of you know, uh, but he's one of the, he, ha he has one of the purest prophetic gifts in our nation, um, Apostle Toby. So I'm kind of, maybe she might get him to come up and work with her. Amen. So tonight, just open up your hearts to receive the prophetic gift um, of our speaker, uh, Dr. Sharon Stone. You know, she's, she's family here. We're grateful to God for her life, grateful to God for her commitment to being used by God to restore the prophetic to where it should be in the body of Christ. Um, a lot of people have been wounded by false prophets. And so a lot of hearts have shut down to the genuine prophetic move of God. But people like Dr. Sharon Stone have been raised by God to bring the prophetic back to where it should be in the body of Christ. And then to raise prophets. That's what she does all across the nations, especially of Europe. And uh, we're grateful that she's given us two days of what is a busy schedule to be with us here at Jesus House. So one thing about the prophetic, you can, you can put a demand on it by your heart, by your desire uh, uh, for that gift to, make, to, be, to put a deposit in your life. Is there anybody here who wants a deposit of that gift in their lives? Yeah? Amen. Amen. And I believe, God, you, you will receive it. As a church, we are open to her. We've she has no restrictions whatsoever on our pulpit uh, because we trust her. We really trust her. So right after the video introduction, let's just rise to our feet and just appreciate this precious woman of God, Dr. Sharon Stone. Let's just rise after the video trip introduction. Dr. Sharon Stone is a passionate prophetic minister who is gathering, equipping, and mobilizing many to develop a supernatural lifestyle. Over the last four decades, she has planted and supervised the pioneering of many churches and ministries. She is known for her accurate prophetic gifting, which helps direct nations, cities, churches, and individuals into partnering with God's timely purpose. We are privileged to have her here with us today. Please rise and give a warm welcome to Dr. Sharon Stone. What a blessing, what a blessing, what a blessing to be with you tonight. Oh, let's just go ahead. Oh, Lord, we love your presence. We love you. God, we recognize. We love anointed people. But, God, we're not looking to sit here. Sharon gave me a word or Apostle Toby gave me a word. God, we're looking for the testimony. God spoke to me. God spoke to me. And, Father, we thank you that your words are life. And we love you and we thank you ahead. 
Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I came up here. I had a few people that told me last night they couldn't see me, so I thought I would start up here and uh, we could see one another a little bit. Um, I kind of set aside my message because I really do want to minister to more of you tonight, but I kind of want to start with speaking about overflow. Even just as we were worshiping, the Lord was uh, reminding me of a few things. And one of the things that just happened a couple weeks ago is I had a group of people that came and visited at uh, our church in uh, Windsor. We have another church in Stratford with Apostle Toby. And uh, we have many others, but those are two that are local. But in the one church, and they said, we're trying to move into your area. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. And I said, well, tell me why. And they said, well, we would like to be a part of your tourist prophetic evangelism program. And I said, we don't have a tourist prophetic evangelism program. And they said, no, no, yes, you do. And they listed several different testimonies, of which I knew a few of them. And then when they quit talking, I said... I said, but the problem is, is we do not have a tourist prophetic evangelism program. And they said, oh, yes, you do. And then they listed more testimonies that where tourists had received Christ or been healed on the streets or all of that. And when they finally went silent, this is, this is what uh, they said. They said, so we would like to come and be a part of your tourist prophetic evangelism program. And I said, we don't have a tourist prophetic evangelism program, we teach people to operate in lifestyle Christianity, and we happen to live in Windsor that has a lot of tourists. Did you hear that? If you are going to be a people that overflow, you are not going to do it because there's a program. You are not going to simply do it because uh, that there is a gathering. When you begin to overflow, that now means every place you go, everything you carry is available to anybody else around about you. And Jesus uh, spoke and said that your light should not be down here. Your lamp should be up on a lampstand. And it should not be covered with a bushel or a basket. But he says it should shine in such a way that all might be able to see. And I think many of us go to work and we go, oh, it's so heavy. It's so hard. It's such a darkness, such a, a bad atmosphere. And you forget that you are the light that is called to endure invade darkness. Darkness does not invade light. Light invades darkness. When light arrives, darkness flees. That is what happens. And so when I'm talking about overflow here, we're not talking about just your 21 days, but what can you do to sustain an overflow so that you don't always have to feel like you're starting over again or that you're trying to to stir yourself back up. And so let me visit that word stir that I just spoke. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that we are to stir up the gifts of the Spirit. And we know that there are many different ways to stir up the gifts. You can stir up the gifts by speaking in other tongues. The Bible says in Jude verse 20 that, that, uh, that when I pray in the Spirit... 
that, that what do I do? That I encourage my faith. I step over into another realm. But the Bible also says that I pray and how I don't know how to pray. So we're praying to stir ourselves up. Another way that you can uh, stir yourself up in gifts so that you can overflow is worship. When you're in worship and you're in praise, what happens? Your spirit is stirred. You're full. You're ready to overflow. But I have visited a lot of ministries where they didn't necessarily have good worship. They didn't necessarily have an atmosphere that in the service you had that freedom to lift your hands and and they didn't necessarily uh, have uh, a, an environment that was conducive to stir you. And so you had to be a person that could overflow. And one of the ways that I found that you can stir yourself up in your gifts is to love the other people around about you with the love of God. And I used to get into some services, particularly in the early years, when the prophetic was being restored back to the body of Christ. And I would be in those environments, and I would think, oh, dear Lord, I took the wrong meeting. You know, I didn't hear from you. This is a hard place. And I would begin, and I would go, oh, God, you know, I really love that person right there. And God, I know you love them more than I love them. God, would you just really help me to love them like you love them? I'd go to the person sitting next to him and go, Oh, God, I really love that person. I know that you love them, but God, I want to love them like you love them. I don't think I've ever made it past five people till the gifts of the Spirit were overflowing out of me because one of the ways to keep yourself in overflow and to keep yourself stirred is to operate in the love of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, that one was for you. Absolutely. Now, so... When I say this is what happens is God does not take back what he's going to give you in these 21 days. But what happens if we let it go too quiet on the inside of us, it feels dormant. And then it feels like you need a resurrection to get the thing stirred back up again. And it is so much easier to keep them stirred. And one of the things that I do, and, and I can't talk about others, so I have to talk about myself. But one, So one of the things that, that I do is I am not any different when I am doing my morning walks in Windsor than when I am in the pulpit on the weekend ministry. And, and some people know that every month I'm in a different ministry, government ministry office ministering to government leaders as well. I'm not any different when I'm in those environments than I'm at home when I'm walking on the street. And let me just give you a one testimony. Uh, you know, we have the, the Windsor Castle right next to where I live. And so we have a lot of barriers and we have a lot of policemen that are out, particularly at the changing of the guards every day. And so uh, one, day, one day as I was walking down the street, uh, the, the, this lady police officer calls me over and I thought, well, I wonder what I've done, you know? And she calls me over and she goes, how come you have prayed for all my fellow officers and you have not prayed for me? What was happening? I never knew that I had been praying for our police officers. I was overflowing. We call it lifestyle Christianity. You don't wait for a microphone. You don't wait for a platform. You don't wait for a lectern. You want to overflow with everything that the Spirit of God has put within you. I don't know if I've given you this testimony because it's a year old. I try, to use, I try to use newer testimonies in this. But also in my walks in the morning, 
I get to be well-known in the community. You know, there's not a lot of really short women with American accent that limp a little bit, you know? So, I mean, you, you, you stand out. And so um, I, we, were, we were getting a new business in our community, Dunkin' Donuts. You know, I mean, we were really excited right down the street from our house. And I'm not a sweet eater very much, but my husband is. And so, anyway, the day they were open, I determined that my walk in the morning was going to be right by there. And so I walk by, I go in, and the front table, there were three men sitting there all in suits. So I realized that they were probably not patrons. They were probably those that had the franchise or those that were there opening or something. So I walked to the table, and I said, I just want you to know, I passed her in the community. My name is, is, is Dr. Sharon Stone, and I have come just to welcome you in the community and to be able to bless you, you know? And, and I said, and we want to be a blessing to you. And I said, I'm sure you also want to be a blessing to the community. Now, I did not go with any forethought of what to say. We're talking about overflow for just a moment. And I said, and I'm sure you would like to be a blessing to the community, so I would like to facilitate you being a blessing to the community. And uh, they said, how would you like to do that? And I said, well, I'll tell you what. I said, uh, there's people in the community uh, that we have a lot of um, homeless people on the streets because it is a tourist community. It's an easy place to beg. You know, so we have a lot of homeless on the streets. And I said, so at the end of the day, that uh, if, 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 we, if there was someone that could come get the donuts, can we give them to that? Well, they've been doing that for over a year now. Okay? But anyway, so they had me sit down at the table. They brought me a cup of coffee. I prophesied over the three men. One of them really cried, had me pray for his uh, teenage son as well, and prophesy over them. And then they asked me, what was my official position with the community? <laughs> and I said, I said, I don't have an official position. And they said, but you speak as one with authority. When you are overflowing in what the Spirit of God has put within you, they're going to speak of you like they spoke of the disciples. And they're going to say, you know, we can tell these, these men have been with Jesus. They look like they're unlearned. They look like they might have been fishermen. But we can tell they've been with Jesus because whoever you've been hanging around is what you overflow in. Now, before you think that that's just me and my prophetic gifting, it is not. Because you don't, you don't know that I'm actually an introvert, that I am very shy, except for when it comes to the things of God. When it comes to the things of God, I'm not at all. Because I don't believe to be a Christian that it's a personality style. I believe instead we reflect Christ in the best way that we have ability to do. And so when we talk about overflow, we are not talking about your personality style. It is not because you're introverted or, 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 or you're an extrovert or that you like talking to people or you like being alone. It's not about any of those things. It's what are you full of that you're going to overflow with? You know, the Word of God says that you are able ministers. You know what makes you able ministers? You have a reservoir of the Word and the character of God on the inside of you. 
And with that reservoir, that means now you can overflow with that. So that means that you're instant in season, you're instant uh, out of season. There's a readiness that you carry. And the word of God says that you are an able minister and you should be apt to teach is what the word of God speaks to us. So lay hands on your belly. Say, I am an able minister. I have a full reservoir. Amen. Now, the Word of God tells us to meditate on the Word both day and night. Now, you know that that's not physically possible, though Jesus' house is putting that to the test uh, these 21 days with their, with their 24-7 uh, prayer and uh, every night you joining together. And by the way, can I just thank the media team? That video you did of an of a introduction for me is better than any I've done for myself. I would really like a copy of that. Thank, uh, uh, thank you. That, that was a, a job well done. But it tells you to meditate on the word of the Lord. Why are you told to meditate on the word of the Lord? Some of you think, oh, I'm just not disciplined with my reading. You know, I don't think about it all day. Why does it tell you to do that? So you can overflow. If you don't take the nutrition and the life from the word of God, it's makes, it is difficult to, to agurgitate that to somebody else. But when you are full and you've been meditating the word of the Lord, you can overflow in the spirit of counsel. You can overflow with teaching. You can overflow with a word in right season. You can overflow with an encouragement. You can overflow with an exhortation wherever you are. And this is not any deep teaching tonight. But I really believe, just like those people that came to me and said, we want to be a part of your tourist prophetic evangelism program. They wanted a program to do what they were already called to do and be. And when it said that you're called to overflow, all you have to do is be full up of Jesus. Have you ever noticed if you've been in a worship service, what wakes you up the next morning? Don't say your alarm clock. But uh, what wakes you up the next morning? You will have a worship song running in your spirit, in your head. You will have that. Why is that true? Because you have filled up on the worship, and now it's even overflowing and watering you in your own sleep at the night. Now, I want to give a couple illustrations um, uh, I, of, of the prophetic, because that's, that's what I do the most of. Um, I was in an environment, this is an old prophecy, but I just found out the results of it, so it's a new testimony to me. Um, this happened almost 20 years ago. And I was uh, fairly new here in England. For those that don't know, I live here. <laughs> I do live in Windsor. But uh, I was fairly new. And I had uh, got to this church late that I was going to speak to because the train was late. And so they whisked me right in to the platform. And as they, 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 they I went in a side door literally right out on the platform. But as I was coming in, I had to pass a young man on the outside that was standing with an older gentleman. And he was crying. And they just whisked me right past him and, and, and brought me in, put the mic in my hand, and there I stood before the people. And I believe in overflowing. And so I was ready, and I was standing there, and I thought, I don't have anything. I thought, that's not like me. That's not like me. So I look around a moment, and I go, um, 
could this person stand up over there? Could this person stand up over here? Could this person stand up over here? Could this person stand up over there? It was four people. So now what had I done? I'd stirred myself up. I got the people ready. And I still had a pause of the Holy Spirit. And yet I believe that you can overflow with whatever's in you, even if you're whisked right up on a platform. And you haven't had time to get the sense of, of the church and, and what God's saying to them corporately. And since I stood there for a moment, I said, can somebody go find me a young man that was out front that was crying when I come in and bring him in? And they brought this young man in and, and uh, right up to the platform. I didn't know they were going to bring him on the platform with me. But they brought him on the platform with me. And I gave him a prophetic word that he was not disqualified from ministry. He looked too young to be in ministry, but he wasn't disqualified from ministry. And I told him, I told, I gave the word over him that, uh, that God had known what he went through and that God was promising him that he would give him a new family. And uh, the word went on that, that, uh, that God was not going to let the church break up and didn't know what I was prophesying. Anyway, the young man fell on his knees and, and he just cried. And I didn't hear this full testimony till last month. The young man came and, and gave it uh, to me in a, in a service about this size. And uh, he fell on his knees. And so I just let him be there. And then I prophesied to those four people and they fell on their knees and they're crying. And everybody in the room acts like when they know what's going on but me. You know, I'm the prophet, and I have no idea what is going on. So anyway, I go ahead with the rest of the service. Now it's an easy overflow. Something had been broken through. I didn't know what, because we prophesy in part, even when we overflow. And so when I got done with the service, I spoke to the pastor, and I said, you know, I, I wasn't planning on being here tomorrow morning, but if there's any way you can get your leaders together, I said, could you do that? Because I believe they're really close to missing God, and it's going to affect the church negatively. Now, if you know me, I am a kind prophet. I am not the, the type of prophet that wants to slap you around. You know, I'm not one of those prophets that want to expose your sin. The only one that needs to know about it is you, and you need to know God knows about it, but everybody else in the room doesn't need to know about it. You know, I, I, I personally uh, believe if every one of the other gifts have to have the fruits of the Spirit, the prophets have to have the fruits of the Holy Spirit as well. I don't believe they're exempt because uh, of, of the ministry that they were given. So anyway, uh, I, I, I went back to a hotel, came back the next morning, and this is the story that I heard. And the young man was there. The young man was older than what I presumed. He still has a baby face uh, today. And um, he had been ministering in South America. Oh, the word I gave the group of the pastors that had come together and leaders, that what had happened in South America did not need to break up their church and that it was not disqualifying anybody. And so it was a simple word, didn't know what it meant. But anyway, this is the story I heard. This gentleman's, this young man looked too young to be married, but he, his wife and him were on a ministry trip, and uh, she ran off with, and had an affair with his interpreter and decided that she was going to marry his interpreter. Uh, and he was devastated, and uh, they, they had a small child, 
and the church uh, was saying our protocol is you cannot be a minister, you cannot preach, you have to sit down, uh, even though you didn't do anything wrong, and you must have did something wrong, or this wouldn't have happened to you anyway. And then uh, there were other elders that said, if you do not kick him out of the church, as an example, you know, when Paul said, if you have these things going on in your church, you know, kick them out. And so the church had made a decision to split and there wasn't that big of a church that if they split in two, that neither one would have been successful or been able to accomplish the will of God. And so based upon that overflow word, without any deep, intense revelation, just overflowing, uh, the young man was kept in ministry. The church did not divide. It's healthy church today. This man is now one of the UK's foremost evangelists. He's seen over 220,000 people saved. He has so many instant miracles and healings in his ministry. He has seen five people raised from the dead and one right here in London at the Emmanuel Center. You know, not just in another country. And this man is in uh, the, the, the ministry today, he says, because of just someone overflowing with compassion when I walked by this man outside. And so what I want to share with you is we used to call it the toothpaste test, the toothpaste test, that when you squeeze a tube of toothpaste, what's on the inside comes out. And I just want to say this to you. You don't have to wait till you're squeezed to overflow. You don't have to be emptied out. You are one that's constantly connected to the Holy Spirit in communication with your spirit. And you can constantly be stirred and have that place of readiness and be that light and be that able minister, bringing influence and bringing impact wherever the Spirit of God has put you, whether it's your job, whether it's your school, whether it's your community, whether it's your church, whether it's your own family. You know, and sometimes we don't think like that. But can I tell you, as a mom, um, I did not spend all my time going, oh, God, protect my children, or oh, God, protect my children. You know, that, that because when you stay full of the Holy Spirit, your Bible says that when you pursue the things of the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Say, I believe that you get deliverance. I believe you get healing. I believe that you get wholeness simply because what you pursue and what you overflow and water yourself. But as a parent, uh, and many of you know I was a single parent for 16 years um, with my kids. I remember one day I was home doing something real spiritual. I was cleaning the kitchen floors. And I don't even think I was praying in tongues as I was cleaning the kitchen floors. And can I just be real, real with you? You know, sometimes we don't want to be too vulnerable and real. But while I was cleaning the kitchen floor, I had this picture of my oldest son, who at that time was uh, right at 12. And I had, he was always an amazing artist. And I saw him in this uh uh, uh, vision, I saw him drawing a very accurate picture of a woman without clothes. I saw him doing that. And I saw a bunch of little boys at school looking over his desk, and they were all just giggling and having a good, a good time. And so 
I did not do what you might have done. In the name of Jesus, I come against that pornographic spirit. You know, I, I tear that thing down. I didn't do any of that. I got in the car. I drove to the school. I did not stop by the school office to get permission. I walked straight to the classroom. I opened the door. I walked straight to my son's desk where it had a bunch of little boys leaning over it. I picked up the picture, and I took my son by the elbow, and I walked him to the outside to have a conversation with him to enlighten him on what was good and what was not good and, and what was proper and what was not proper and what he should focus on and what he should not focus on. And after a few minutes, the teacher came out and the teacher said, uh, Dr. Stone, uh, is there a problem? And I didn't, at that moment, we're still talking about overflow. I didn't have a plan. And I said, you know what? I said, I was home. I felt like the Lord showed me this. I came here. Evidently, what he showed me is correct. And so I was just trying to set righteous alignment in my son. And she looks at it and she goes, um, well, Mrs. Uh, Dr. Stone, come back anytime." And uh, so, it, no, that is worth clapping for. You cannot be a good parent without overflowing in the spirit. You cannot be a good spouse without overflowing in the spirit. You cannot be a good worker. You cannot be a good entrepreneur. You cannot be a good minister, a good pastor, or a good friend. And you cannot be the testimony to the rest of the world that God has called you to be without learning to be a person of overflow. It is not about a job description. It is what you're full of that you're willing to release to others. And can I tell you this? You know, how many of you in this room that you've needed the mercy and the forgiveness of God more than once? I think that's almost everybody. There's quite a few it wasn't, so I don't... Um, when you've received and you're full up of the mercy and the forgiveness of God in your own life... What is it you extend to others? Mercy and forgiveness. Isn't it true? When you are dry and you feel rejected and you feel like a failure and you, you feel shameful, what is it you offer people that come around you? You're certainly not offering them life. So stand your feet all around this room. Father, right now, this is a simple exhortation tonight. But Father, overflow is not just a nice place to be after 21 days. It is a lifestyle that you have called us to. Father, when things are going good, when things are not going so good. Father, when we feel it, when we don't feel it. Father, if we stay at a place where we've pursued the things of your spirit, Father, you're being demonstrated wherever we are. Father, right now we repent where we have not demonstrated you and overflowed into our households. Father, right now we repent and we ask for a fresh opportunity to do that. And so Holy Spirit, come and make it easy for us. Wind of the Spirit, come and blow in every house present here, those watching on the streaming. Make every home a sanctuary. Cause every home to be saturated and compounded and accumulated with new levels of your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray for every body in this room that needs a healing. 
that needs a recreation in their body. Father, you've come to give life and life abundantly. Father, when we are so full of life, it pushes out everything else. Father, right now, we say, in your mercy, would you come and overflow your life in a great and mighty way in the inside of each and every one of us. So overflow us that it pushes cancer out of the body. It pushes uh, liver disease out of the body. It pushes heart disease out of the body. It pushes diabetes out of the body. It pushes low blood pressure out of the body. These are real things that I'm saying that God is pushing out of the bodies right here. I'm not just making up something. It pushes a, 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 a degeneration of the hip joint out of your body. It pushes uh, uh, even that area of chronic pain uh, 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 in your stomach out of your body. God, we ask to overflow with that life. And we recognize that it's sustainable and that it brings us quality of life rather than always just have to uh, look for something new to be invested on the inside of us. Father, we thank you for that scripture you said before. When we seek, when we pursue your spirit, that we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Father, I take authority over every unclean, addictive behavior and captivity and father right now we say the remedy is the goodness and the presence of you father right now we ask you to invade every mind every emotion every habit father every areas of shame we ask you to invade those areas right now in the name of Jesus and father we ask you to overflow Father, with you on the inside of them, that there is no room. There is just no room for anything else. No room for anything else. Hallelujah. 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 And I hear the Spirit of God saying over us corporately tonight. The Lord says, when I took the fish and loaves and I held them up and blessed them, I fed the thousands, says the Lord. The Spirit of God says, and there was still more than enough left to pick up after everybody had fully eaten their fill. The Spirit of the Lord says, I am breaking a poverty lack mentality over my people, says the Lord. He says that I might bring you into overflow, that I might show you that I still am more than enough, says the Lord, and that I am not putting you on a diet, and I am not, says the Lord, making you go through withdrawals and causing you to plan for lack. But the Spirit of God says, I bless what I give you, and it is more than enough. Father, right now, we speak to any areas where we're operating in that lack poverty mentality. 
And Father, you said that you would conform us to your image, that you would transform our thinking, that you've given us the mind of Christ. But God, we acknowledge we don't always operate that way. And Father, some of our heritage from our family has set us up to be warriors, to set us up for poverty, to set us up for cycles of lack. So Father, right now, we declare above and everything that we've experienced, we look to you to the mountains where our help comes from. And as you held up the bread and the fishes and you blessed those, Father, right now, we hold up our lives to you. We hold up our past circumstances. We hold up those things, Father, that have cycled around in our lives. And we bless them and ask you to bless them right now. And we receive the more than enough again. The more than enough that we are a people that overflow, that we are a mobilized people that overflow in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know if we have someone here named Andrew. If we do, will you wave your hand at me um, uh, in this room? Thank you. And I hear the Spirit of God just saying this. He says, I am breaking that cycle of poverty, says God, and I will not let you. He says, be one. He says, that constantly uh, 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 holds on to any bits of funds you get because you think that, that the tomorrow there is not going to be enough. But the Spirit of God says, I am releasing my spirit of generosity on the inside of you that I might even, says the Lord, wash and cleanse. He says, as generosity flows through you, as it waters you and overflows you, I will break you free that you do not have to return to that any longer, says the Lord. Father, we bless this precious one. And I just heard the Spirit of God uh, uh, say this uh, to you. I felt like, and, and, and please, this isn't, uh, this isn't a condemnation or anything. I've, sometimes we get stuck in places that we just don't know what to do. We don't feel like we can move ahead. We don't feel like that we can move behind. It's hard to overflow when you're in a survival mode. Anybody here that you're in a survival mode concerning your visa, come forward right now in the name of Jesus. Quickly, if you are in a survival mode, you don't feel like you can move ahead, make plans for your life, and yet you don't feel like you can return from where you've come from. Please, if you feel like you're in that survival mode and you're definitely not overflowing with life in that area, come forward right now. I believe there's a grace that the Spirit of God wants to release today. Last month, I prophesied over a man, and the Lord says that that he was that somebody was um, um, uh, uh, extorting money from him because his visa was not legal, and they were extorting money from him. And I said, God's bringing a stop to that, and God is going to release your visa. This man and his wife were Hindu, and uh, they had been going for two years like this, where this man was taking two thousand from them every month to 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 do that. We prophesied over him, released the word of the Lord. They contacted us the next month. The man had been arrested on a different matter, put into jail, and that the, the, the home passport office had found their paperwork and released uh, their visa. Is that incredible? And you might say that's coincidence. No, we're talking about overflow because what my Bible says is that God says that you will overflow with favor. It doesn't say that you'll just overflow with, with uh, get by and survival, but that you would overflow with favor. And he measured it by him. He said, favor with God 
and favor with man. Stretch your hands in these people's direction. And I hope nobody in this room has a negative opinion about that at all. All of us have had to have God open up doors for us that no man had the ability to open. So, Father, right now, we pray for the overflow of favor for them right now. In the name of Jesus, the overflow of favor for their family. And anywhere there has been any uh, uh, things that might be twisted, Father, we ask that you straighten out the crooked places, that you might demonstrate your favor quickly, 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 quickly. Father, we call forth visas approved, visas approved, visas approved by the overflow of your grace and by the overflow of your uh, uh, favor now in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Thank you. I want us to do a, a decree before uh, I leave tonight. Prophets, we do proclamations. We do decrees. But I just wanted to say this. I don't know if you remember back in, it was uh, 40 days before we had the subway bombing. And Chuck Pierce, we had had him here in London, and he had given a word that some, that the sword was going to drop. And uh, it was dependent upon the prayers of the saints, uh, which sword it was. And I would given a word the same night that there was going to be an explosion. And um, can I tell you that we have gone throughout the land. We've done the county tour. We know different things that people did. Uh, you here at Jesus House were the only people that we knew that consistently took that and prayed for the 40 days. And uh, that, and at the, on the 40th day, we had the, uh, the um, subway uh, bombing. But can I tell you, compared to all the other terrorist attacks that year, we had such a minimal amount of people that were harmed or died compared to all the other things that were happening. And um, I believe there was the odd one here and there that were praying and carrying it. But this house carried it, and they held on to that word, and they were faithful with it. And um, I believe it's one thing to be excited about when you get a word. It's another thing to be excited about when you see a word come to pass and you see the preservation of God. But it's another thing to be those that come back and say thank you. Sometimes when you are such a praying house, you don't recognize the great things that you have done to preserve and shift the nation for the purposes of God. And just as we have knowledge of it, so many others do too. And so I just want to say thank you. And I believe that you are still doing that. But I wanted to share something about revival. And maybe I won't do this. Just for a second for you to pray. I believe that the Spirit of God says, saying, this is not a time for glory spots and just little revival oasises any longer. This is a time for national revivals. This is a time for global revivals. And it changes how we pray for that because we're not just looking for God to open up a well that somebody else can come and visit. We're not looking for someone to have to travel to have an encounter uh, with revival and with awakening. And so I just want to charge you prophetically that as you begin to pray, that we go from the north to the south, from the east to the west, that God, we are not willing, Father, to have an inoculation to revival by having a few little spots in our nation. But God, we say from coast to coast, God, we want revival to come. God bless you.
Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. We glorify your name, Ariola. We give you praise, O oh God. We give you praise, O oh God. We give you praise, O oh God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. We just want to reverence this Holy Spirit. We want to reverence the Holy Spirit. those hands. Hands, lift your hands. We love Sweet Holy Spirit. We love Flow unhindered. Flow unhindered. Spirit of the living God. Oh, Refresh, Holy Spirit. Bring, bring back to life, Holy Spirit. Let your healing grace flow through this place. To those who are watching online, wherever you are, lift your hands as well and believe that the, the river of God is released into your, your sitting room, your bedroom, wherever you are. Sweet Holy Spirit, we reverence you. I see a picture of a river that's flowing and it's, it's washing away debris and I believe that's a picture of what God is doing as for a few minutes, just reverence the Spirit of God and let that river just wash all the debris away. Everything that is in its way is removing, 
It's cleansing. I believe these are healing waters. Healing waters that I'm seeing. Healing waters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go on, lift, 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 lift those hands as if you want to re receive from God. is purifying it's cleansing a deep cleansing work uh, this river is carrying the healing power of God with it the healing power of God Will you open up yourself to this river? Open up yourself to this river. Oh God of mercy. Thank 
this river is particularly now washing away depression and sadness. Depression and sadness. Deep, deep despair. It's been washed away now. Washed away. Washed away by this river of God. In its place, the joy of the Lord is replacing that deep despair. is a demand her heart cries out for more of you the living God where looking only unto you Holy Spirit only unto you Father you know each life you know what each one of us desires 
sweet Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Sweet Holy Spirit. Lord, just your finger, the finger of God on each life, oh God. Doing what no man can do. Doing what no man can do. Please don't let me go the same way I Father, we thank you, God. We bless you. We bless you, God. Jesus. And Father, that's our hearts cry that no one in this auditorium no one listening and on radio or watching online will be the same at the end of this service that your spirit has gone ahead to do what you purposed should be done in each life and Lord, some of us are not even aware of it. But in the coming hours, days, weeks, and months, we will realize that the river of God flowed tonight as we sat under that prophetic teaching, as we worshipped you. We give you all the praise and all the glory. We thank you for loving us with an unfailing love. It defies logic, Heavenly Father. It's simply overwhelming and never-ending, the love that you have for each one of us. And tonight, Lord, from the bottom of our hearts, we say thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise and all the glory, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name. And together we say Amen. Go and give God a clap offering. Go on. Hallelujah. Go and worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Hallelujah.